You are listening to the Lucid Live Vibes podcast. This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. I'm sponsoring this one because I want to share the Patreon app with you. Patreon is a free application in the Play Store. They are not sponsoring this. I am because I want to take just a brief moment to share this with you because there is a Lucid Live Vibes portal over on the Patreon app where I do a half cast to all of these podcasts, a deeper dive where I can tell you personal stories where I feel like I have a sacred space that we can have the deeper conversation because I know not every social media platform and I know not every other human (laughs) is ready for these deeper conversations. So if you're ready and your mind is wide open and you want to go deeper into the podcast and you want to know more, then I want to invite you over to Patreon because that is the sacred space where I can share more and we can go deeper. So there's a half cast to every podcast over on Patreon at Lucid Life Vibes. And Patreon, again, is a free application in the App Store. It was created for content creators and podcasters to share bonus content. That's the whole purpose of Patreon. Most YouTube content creators have been on Patreon for quite a while. And it's unlike other social media, meaning there's no news feed or FYP. They're not throwing content at you and they're not inundating you with notifications. So you can follow your favorite content creators or you can just follow me, Lucid Life Vibes. Maybe you just have one person on Patreon that you're there for, and that's okay too. It's a free to follow. However, most content creators on Patreon have membership tiers for the bonus content. I only have one tier. It's $11.11 a month. It's the 1111 Patreon portal. So you just follow Lucid Life Vibes. You can jump into the 1111 portal to have access to everything. When you are in the 1111 portal, the membership tier, you're also able to comment and interact. You can send me private messages on Patreon. So Patreon opens for deeper conversations and also one-on-one interaction with me. So you can direct message me there. So thank you so much for just taking a moment with me as I share about Patreon because I'm just really thankful and grateful in a time of banning and shadow banning and censorship that there's an application where we can have a sacred space to share anything and everything. And that's Patreon. So I hope you'll join me over at Lucid Life Vibes on Patreon whether you do the free to follow or the 1111 portal, I'm excited that you're going to be there. I post almost every single day and some days I post multiple times. 
And so this podcast, I'm going to make a free to follow on Patreon. So of course, it's on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, but it's also going to be as a public post over on Patreon because I really want everyone to have access to this podcast. I have received so many messages and comments from people, not only on on Patreon, but also over on X. And of course, I live stream as well. I'm on YouTube and Rumble. And so I have received so much feedback that it caused me to take a little podcast break. I was going so fast this year on podcast and I had a plan. I had a schedule and I threw the plan and schedule out the window and I took a break because being an open channel, being someone that uses all the psychic abilities as part of being human there are many times that the the amount of information is just overwhelming. And I also see the bigger picture of everything. I just, I see a different perspective. And so when you see a bigger picture, things can also become overwhelming because you just see it all or you see more. And so I took a little break from the sending, the sending aspect, the, the sending out so that I could receive. So in communication, there's the sending and receiving. So when I sit down to do a podcast or create a YouTube video, or even go live, when I live stream, maybe a one-on-one video call for me, it's a, a sending and a receiving because I'm sending out what I'm receiving. So everything I do, I do as an open channel, but I'm present for it because being an open channel for me is being human. There's no separation. And it's interesting because a lot of people are attracted to me because I don't use the word spiritual or spirituality. And the reason is, is because there's no separation. Everything is that. I don't feel the lack of spiritual or spirituality. I'm always one with my spirit self. That's the oneness, the alchemy, the self-mastery. And so for me, I feel the layers of everything. I know things are layered. And I also know we all perceive and receive differently. And we're all having a different experience. So there is this individuality. The pronoun is the me, myself, and I. And once you can feel for the life that you are, then you can feel that oneness of life that we all are. And so the way that we perceive and receive, the way that we view, even just our our worldview, the way we perceive and receive who we are, (laughs) maybe even the universe, the conversation shifts and changes. I can't have the same conversation with everyone. Just like I can't share the same information across all social media. One thing that's really powerful about live streaming is my ability to tune in and 
I can tune into past, present, and future. And so when I'm in that present moment, I can tune into who's with me in the live stream, the chat. And we can just tune into that specific energy. And so in real time, we can shift. In real time, there can be experiences because we're right there live together. And so when you're live together, there it's really powerful whether you're in person or you're in a video call or a live stream chat situation, it's still happening live. We're still all life force energy, living beings, having an interaction right then. And so it allows for the shifting while conversations are happening. Even if you're having a texting conversation with somebody, it's right there, present moment. That's the present moment is where everything happens. And that's how you manifest the future. But you can also shift out of the past and past patterns. And it all happens in the present moment. And so when you're alive, you can feel for how other people are perceiving and receiving. I mean, we all have intuition. And so you can be self-guided through your intuition to know how a conversation, how it's going by feeling for the people that you're interacting right then with. So you can really know where the conversation's going and where it can head, right? And, and where it's directed towards, where it's being directed. So when it's not live, and you're choosing to tune in like this podcast, I have no idea who is going to listen to this in the future. I mean, it's timeless. Everything's timeless when it's perfect and right for you. And there's so many reasons why people would be listening (laughs) to this podcast or be drawn to this podcast. I mean, it could go on and on. I mean, everything is a message. And I always talk about the magical breadcrumbs from the universe, like listening to a podcast, stopping in by somebody's live stream, seeing this, seeing that, like there's no such thing as a coincidence. They're all coincidences, magical breadcrumbs to lead you down a path. Come this way, come this way. But it's an individual path. It's individual breadcrumbs for you. Because we all have an individual story. Where's that oneness? It's through the life that we are. But we all make different life choices and we all have a different past, right? And so the conversations and where we all are, it's not a one size fits all. This is why I'm not into writing books. This is why, because When you start labeling and saying this is the way that it is. I mean, let's just talk about the Bible. There's four books in the Bible, all from four different perspectives around Jesus's life. They all four read in a different way. And you could perceive them in a different way. Four different people could read one of those and perceive it in a different way. I mean, let's just, the Bible is a perfect example right now. I'm somebody that has read the Bible through many, many times, and I also understand there's so many versions, and I'm about, for me personally, I like getting to the root of all information. If I can get back to the the origin, that's good for me. (laughs) And thankfully, my husband 
is this master researcher. He's a Life Path 11, Taurus Virgo, and he absolutely has to know the root origin of everything. So it's perfect. We have so much fun down the rabbit holes and researching together because we both want to get to the root. So when it came to reading the Bible, we would get back to the original. And when you read the closest back to the original, it changes. And it's interesting because I always I always said that I wasn't intelligent enough to read the King James version. But that that's that's a that's not a truthful statement. I realize that now, but I used to say that. And really what it is, is that way of speaking, just like Shakespeare, I'm not into any, that doesn't resonate with me. And I could do an entire podcast about Shakespeare. <laughs> um, I'm not into Shakespeare. I don't think he's all that. I don't think like, I don't think we should study his works. Um, but that's just me. And the King James Bible is just very Shakespearean in the way it's written. Now, those of you that that are in into literature, right? You're probably cringing. You're probably cringing. But again, this is part of who I am. That 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 doesn't resonate with me. It's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for literature. I'm not here for that. But some of you are. This is why it's not a one size fits all. Some people will absolutely resonate with the way the King James Bible is written and absolutely resonate with Shakespeare. And that says something about you. So just because it doesn't resonate with me doesn't mean it's not something. So again, it's not a one size fits all. And there could be something there about the King James Bible and Shakespeare for you that it's not there for me. Okay, so I just wanted that to seek in for a minute. I am going to share in this podcast about psychic abilities, intuition, but really how we perceive and receive. And I want to share this bigger picture. And I want to share the star charts and the life path numbers. The essence of you, the essence of me, how, you know, the, the individual, me, myself, and I, your storyline, your past, present, and future, but it also requires your mind, body, spirit, mental, emotional, physical, all the layers, everything's layered. But the only way we can have this conversation is if we see it through the lens of who is aware and who is unaware. So I could talk about zodiacs. I can talk about life path number. From two different perspectives, I could see every life path number, every zodiac through the lens of knowing who you are, your awareness of who you are, and then that same vibration through the lens of unawareness, unaware of who you are. And it's going to be two completely different experiences, completely two different vibrations. I mean, the old me was defensive, fiery, angered. The true version of me now that's knowing is warming, enlightening, illuminating, knowing. 
passionate, life-giving. When I took some time off to allow all of your messages, allow everything that was coming in for me to come in, and the response to the podcast and the response to the live streams, the response to everything I put out, here's what I've, I have realized is that those of you attracted to me are ready. You want to know. You want to know who you are. You want to know the more. You went through this awakening. There is more. There's way more. But here's the thing. I can't define everything for everybody. But do I know? Yes, I know. Do I see the bigger picture? Yes, I do. I use all the psychic abilities. I am always an open channel. I'm always receiving. I'm always using the remote viewing, the astral projection, the astral travel. I'm always in a state of daydream, holographic vision, much like Tesla speaks of. And I've always been like this. I've always been able to do out of body. And so my biggest vibration as a kid is most other people make me want to just be invisible. Like I just want to phase out. (laughs) Um, And I realized it's because I was always astral projecting and remote viewing and going places and knowing. And so I do see multi-dimensional. I do perceive the bigger picture. And it's also in my numbers, in my star chart, in everything. And if you've ever seen the movie, The Matrix with Neo, how he can see the ones and zeros, the ones and zeros and the 11s are all in my numbers. And I'm all fire energy, illumination. And fire meaning Sagittarius and Aries. I am very knowing. And all my numbers, everything about my star chart is one of psychic ability and knowing. Absolutely. I can see, I do know. But here's another part of my seeing and knowing. I know all humans can do this. I know there's nobody chosen, gifted. And so I want to invite you to toss out this word of gifts, gifting, feeling for your intuition and psychic psychic ability is a gift because it's causing your subconscious and ego to feel like either you have something or you don't. Some people are chosen, some aren't. Now, are some of us more innately tuned in? Yes. Are some of us on a mission and it's encoded in who we are? Yes. Do I believe that I hold code and and this absolute ability to tune into all the psychic abilities and my intuition and, and use that and to tune into the electromagnetic aura that I know that we all have, that we are all the gateway? Yes. However, It has taken 
my commitment to myself, the practice, the building of the muscles to ignore the doubt, to ignore the ignorance, to not listen to the adults when I was a child, to choose my knowing over all of the doubt and the complication that was constantly being pushed on me. And then the religion and everything else, which the religion has served me. <laughs> it has served me. It was part of my path. And I'm thankful for that. And so I had to choose to fine tune. I had to choose to build these muscles. I had to choose to not doubt what I knew I knew <laughs> to trust my innate abilities and my knowing. So I had to choose for myself. And the thing is, is that my entire life, I chose to not doubt and not give that up. Were there times that maybe I tuned out of it or turned it off or turned away? Yes. Absolutely. Were there times that I misunderstood and I didn't know? Absolutely. However, I never, from the time I was born, turned off all of that, that knowing about myself and my psychic abilities and my innate ability to always be connected with heaven with life force energy to creation energy. So I've always been attuned to creation energy. That's what it is for me, creation energy. And so from birth, I have always had a different perspective than other humans. Other humans have always said that I was different. I was special. I was unique. I never fit in. I was different and I allowed that for myself. I embraced that for myself. And I was very aware of people that thought I was nuts and crazy. And for me, I just wanted to phase out and phase away from the people that doubted <laughs> or dragged me down. That's what it was for me because they didn't match my vibration and I could always see who they were. And so for me, I have a different perspective and a different vibration from most because I do see, I do feel, I've always been able to read people, always been able to read, I've always known. When I was two years old, I would pray full prayers. I would pray to Jesus. And we weren't even in religion to the point where I was repeating that from adults. The adults around me were not doing what I was doing at age two years old. I was healing people. I was putting my hands on people. I was doing things that two-year-olds don't do. And I've always been unique in this way. But I've always allowed myself that uniqueness. 
And so when other people maybe didn't support around me, I would just, again, go invisible to them or make whatever it is that was magic about me invisible to them. I never cut off that life force energy to myself. Maybe at times, maybe as I got older, teenager, college, things like that, there could be a few times that I would do it to self. But that was more of me experimenting with life and what that felt like. And it's interesting because when I look back, that was me choosing who I wanted to be around, who I didn't want to be around. That was me feeling through life without being fully aware of who I was. So did I know about life path numbers? Did I know about all this stuff? No. Not even when I married my husband in the year 2000 did I know about this. No. Now, shortly after, we began to learn. So by 2012, my husband and I were fully awake, our son as well, and very much on the path of knowing what we know now. And so for me, it was a matter of remembering and allowing that knowing from childhood and leaning into that and trusting that as my authentic self and remembering that I am a light. And so as I began, and I did heal my body, mind, body, spirit, right? It all began to unfold. I began to remember, it began to happen. And for me, it was more of like aligning up what I knew to be true. And then what happened was it made everything about this life true. Once I realized who I really was and I started understanding everything about myself, I realized, okay, now I know why I chose the parents I did. Now I understand my birth story. Now I understand. It just made sense. It resonated. So for me, my numbers are different. The way that my energies, my numbers have lined up, it absolutely tells the story of being an oracle, of kind of being that Neo seeing the matrix. And the traveler. So I am this vibration of 10, 11, but also this five, the traveler, the adventure. And so how I would define myself would be I am a keeper of light, which is creation energy, which is the truth of creation energy, the light. And I am a rainbow bridge. I can bridge anything and everything, but the rainbow is also with life the light, the life, the spectrum of life, the dimensions, the color is the dimensions as well. So I am all about life force energy, creation energy that stems back to the highest dimension of creation. And I also know I am the universe experiencing itself. I believe we are all the universe. We are all creation energy. We are all life force energy. And so for me, I am a higher vibration that bridges the higher dimensions, the higher realms. 
And I know I chose to come here and to be here at this time because I know that earth is going through what's called ascension. It's nothing religious or new age about it. It's actually quantum energy, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and it's biological. So I am very different in the fact that a lot of people, I kind of boggle their mind in a way of, I don't do labels and it's not a one size fits all. And I don't talk about chakras. <laughs> I don't talk about retrogrades. But I do talk about our birth chart. I talk about life path numbers. I do talk about, and so for me, everything is based on quantum energy, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and biology. I don't feel for chakras because one, chakras stem out of Hindu religion and mythology that were picked up by Reiki. And I do understand a lot of starseed energy, especially when it comes to the Pleiades, really resonate with chakras. And so there is a large amount of starseed energy from the Pleiades that is very close to Earth. It's actually even considered off planet. So not even multidimensional, which there is multidimensional at play, <laughs> but Pleiades is very off planet. And so it's very close to earth and a lot of Pleiades interact, but a lot of humans are star seeds from the Pleiades. And many of them very much are in the Reiki vibration and very much talk about chakras and different things. And so is there a large amount of humans that resonate with this idea of Hindu, Reiki, maybe even like Kundalini, some yoga modalities and concepts? Yes. And I believe that's tied to the Pleiades. And there is that connection. And again, there's no judgment. There's no right or wrong, good or bad, nothing of that going on. I just want to feel through this as it's coming forward. So I understand why some people resonate with that. But when I get back to the root of things, I feel for the biology, the human body of things. Kind of like when we were talking about the Bible, when we talked about getting back to the root origin, the root language, like what was the original that was said, not the changed translations. I mean, the same goes for the Bible. And back 325, King Constantine took like 40 books of the Bible out. And then again, the Bible's been changed over and over and over the words, right? It doesn't even mean the same thing, a lot of it. And, um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, when it comes to the Bible, you can read something like an NIV and it makes it so much easier to understand but has it changed what the Bible's actually saying, right? The original. That's the question. <laughs> and same thing with King Constantine in 325 took all these books out and changed the books that were in there. So it's not even the same book as before King Constantine and humans changed that. So getting back to the the root, the origin of things, I think is really beneficial. And a lot of this knowing 
And so if something resonates, if you could get back to the root for yourself, the root of your the, what's resonating for you, I think that's really beneficial. And so if chakras are resonating for you, there could be something there. There could be a resonance. Absolutely. For me personally, I take it to biology. Now, I've already gone through mythology and religion for myself. And I'm doing the study going back in history. Talk about getting back to the root. I'm back in Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mesopotamia. Potamia currently. So I've gone back not only 10,000 years, but I've gone back 11,000, 12,000. I'm going to grab a little drink of soda water. I'm drinking some blackberry lemonade Waterloo. So cheers. Mm. So when you allow yourself to go back to the root for you and the root history and the root knowing, it shows you so much. And so when you go back to the root of the biology of the human body, we have a pineal gland. So a lot of people are talking about this idea of a third eye you have an actual pineal gland with crystals in your brain. Your body, there are crystals in your body. There's a crystalline core to earth. There's gold in space. When you start opening your mind to the biology, to the truth, it's so activating. It's innate, actually. And so part of the process of awakening and shifting and knowing who you are and knowing your story, past, present, and future is allowing your body to heal and open and your pineal gland sparking, coming back to life. A lot of people have a calcified pineal gland. I mean... Fluoride in the drinking water goes back to the concentration camps of World War II. Fluoride in the drinking water calcifies your pineal gland. Your pineal gland is that psychic center. And when we talk about something like a chakra and a third eye, it doesn't feel for me human. It doesn't feel biological. It's like, oh, that's woo-woo. That's right? So many people like this word new age. I don't even know what new age is. Is this a religion? Is it a cult? Is it a, right? And those of you that follow me, I've really been into this idea of cults. I mean, what is cult? Cult mentality, cult thinking. What is that? It's when you lose your individuality. That's what, that's what cult mentality and cult thinking is. And I actually have a podcast around that and the law of attraction coming. And you guys are going to love this. So I'm glad I took a little break. I paused to receive because I feel like this podcast giving you 
a better understanding of how I perceive and receive, but also the psychic abilities and how real this is human. This is biological. This is not woo woo. This is quantum energy. Matter is quanta. All the matter is energy. It's quantum energy, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Everything is becoming quantum. Quantum is really where we engage our psychic abilities. And it's easier now than ever to turn on your psychic abilities. But it's biological. It's real. It's human. It's mind-body connection, this brain-body connection. This is the mental, emotional, physical you, the human you, the layers of you. And when you allow the healing to occur, when you realize that you're this powerful gateway, it's called the gateway technique with the CIA, but it's actually just a reality of the human body. It's not cult mentality. It's not occult. So the word occult means hidden knowledge. And the word cult, right, a cult group, well, it's real easy to know if you're in a cult or if something is cult mentality or cult thinking. If you lose your individuality and have to buy in to somebody else's belief, that's cult. Being the individual you, the me, myself, and I, your thoughts, your knowing, your individuality, your uniqueness, that's creation energy. That's life force energy. Doing you, being you. But when you stop being you and turn that off and go be them or do that, that's the cult mentality. So when you allow yourself the freedom to know you, to do you, to feel you, that's it. That's the gateway. But what is this actual great gateway of the human body? I have an entire podcast about it, but let's talk about it again. The gateway is the human body. We are more powerful than a quantum computer, and we are. So what's the quantum computer of the human body? It's the gateway. You are the gateway. When you balance the left and right hemispheres of your brain, brain balance, theta brainwave, that meditative state of mind, calming the brain, balancing the hemispheres of the brain, which I'm going to have a whole podcast on that as well. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. You can use tuning force. You can use music. So many different ways to balance the hemispheres of your brain. Juggling is the number one physical activity to balance your brain. By juggling, you're using both sides of your brain. When you balance the right and left hemispheres of your brain, 
when your nervous system is firing, when there's alignment between your brain and your body and you're connected, you begin to breathe. Your heart being the magnet that it is, biologically, your heart is a magnet. As you breathe and your brain is balanced, your heart begins to beat at a different rate, a different beat, a different drum beat from the heart. Your blood changes the way it circulates. You begin to open as this gateway. And you really are this timeless spaceship. So for me, per- for me personally, I've never had to do a gold or silver cord to astral project myself because act- astral projection and remote viewing is innate for me. I don't have to try. It's just another thing that I can do. And they're not gifts. They're just part of being human and everybody can tune in to what I can tune into. Now, how we tune in could be a little bit different. And then how we perceive and receive is different. But we can still all tune into being the gateway for ourselves. And so every single guided meditation that I lead, every time I do a quantum energy personal reading, we align and tune into the breath. We balance the brain. We clear the body. And we open as a gateway. Every meditation. Every quantum energy personal reading I do, I ignite my gateway and your gateway every time because that's the way. That is the way. So when people talk about this gold cord or silver cord or, you know, uh, (laughs) traveling this cord, whatever this is, these are techniques that people have created along the way to bypass just being the natural gateway that you are and becoming the timeless spaceship that you are, activating your light body, your Merkaba. But it's really called the gateway. So you do activate your light body and your Merkaba when you become the gateway. And many of us who are tuned into who we are, we know that we have an electromagnetic aura. Not only are we electromagnetic, we actually have an electromagnetic aura, and many of us navigate through life with this aura around us. So the more you tune in to your pineal gland, the more you take better care of your body and you connect this mind-body connection, it is like a muscle. Your nervous system, the parasympathetic part of your nervous system, calming yourself. Your breath is everything. So I think what happens is there's so many cult groups and cult mentality around yoga, around this idea of even, you know, chakras, Reiki. And I love Reiki. (laughs) I love the idea of Reiki. But some of you might get a little upset. (laughs) Some of you might get a little upset with me. Listen, I did the Reiki thing. I understand about Reiki. That's why I can talk about Reiki. And Reiki is an extension of the Hindu religion. It is. Absolutely is. Is Reiki onto some things with energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's what it is. Reiki, all the religion... 
It was all formed in the heavy 10,000 years that earth was in a different location of the universe. So in 2012, 12, 21, 2012, the Mayan calendar, that was the marker of us being in this different part of the, of the universe. We're in a different location, different time and space. Time and space exists. Time and space is fabric. It's torsion. Time and space exists. People that say time and space doesn't exist, I have no, like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Can you move beyond time and space? Yeah, you can go to zero point. You can turn, you can make time stand still. You can go in the past. You can go in the future. Time travel absolutely exists. It already exists. Remote viewing is time travel. Astral projection is time travel. (laughs) So there's a different perception based on what you know to be true and not true. What you believe to be true or false. Your beliefs determine how open you are. And some of us are very knowing and we trust our knowing. And some doubt their knowing. And here's the thing. A lot of people just want to be told, oh, just tell me what it is. Just tell me. Just tell me. And here's the thing. If you follow what resonates with you and those magical breadcrumbs along your path, and you allow yourself to be led by yourself, what resonates with you, you will know for yourself, but you got to trust that. You can trust your individuality, your own uniqueness, your own creativity, your curiosity, your desires, what resonates with you. So again, if it's cult mentality, cult thinking, you'd lose your individuality. It's it's not about you anymore. So when it is about you, then you know, okay, I'm not buying into anything. This isn't cult mentality. I can trust myself. And now you journey. Journey through what resonates for you. And so for me, I feel that this is human, a human experience. Therefore, it's a biological. It's a matter of matter. And as I've gone along the journey and I went through religion and I stopped by and wanted to know what was happening with Reiki. It was part of my path. So will you allow the things that resonate for you to be part of your path? You know, religion and Reiki were not a destination for me. It was just part of the discovery. No judgment. It's just the discovery for me. It didn't resonate. Why did it not resonate for me? You know, I didn't know why people were caught up on chakras and retrogrades. And when I read about retrogrades, it was like it's an illusion. And chakras are a Hindu religion. And when I really learned about the human biology and the human body from top doctors and specialists, 
who talk about the mental, emotional, and physical pillars of the human experience. It was like, yes, oh my goodness. And then how you weave that together with intuition and the psychic abilities. And that brought me right back to Tesla. And Tesla talks about the holographic vision and all the psychic abilities. And then you get into remote viewing and you learn about Targ and you learn about Joe McMonagle. And you, I mean, it's mind blowing. Other people that are just like me, they know they're not chosen and they know they're just super tuned in and it's innate, but it's innate for everybody. And they fine tune that and they build that muscle and they allow themselves to go into those abilities. And it's wow. But then other people step back and they go, oh, that can't be true. Oh, oh, they must be chosen. Oh, they're psychic. Oh, they're an empath. Right now, people have got labels. No, we're all empathic. We're all psychic. We're all knowing. It's a matter of choice is what it really is. And then it's a matter of belief. So I could do podcasts. I could make videos. I could write books. I could tell everybody what I see. And I could tell everybody what I sense and what's true for me. But that not, might not be true for you or how you sense that. Because all of our stories are different. Our pasts are different. This need to make it all one size fits all, that's the problem. So if we look back again, 2012... 10,000 years, we were in a lower vibrational part of the universe. That's where the wars, the religion, the Rikis, all that stuff stemmed from those 10,000 years. When you go past those 10,000 years, when you go beyond the Garden of Eden, you go beyond every single religion and mythology has a Garden of Eden, has a flood, all of these stories from the Bible, they replay in every single religious belief along with the flood. The earth has been flooded so many times. There's evidence of that. There's evidence of the earth being 10, excuse me, 4 billion years old. 4 billion years old, right? So many people want to say the earth is 7,000 years, 6,000 years, 10,000 years. So if you go back 10,000 years, December 21st of 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, you go back 10,000 years, we were in a heavy, denser part of the universe. We call this the third dimension. If you go back further than 10,000 years, you will find a higher vibrational reality. That's Atlantis, Lemuria, Mesopotamia, which are, all of them are coming forward. There was a higher vibrational time on planet Earth many times. So if you go back 4 billion years, the crust of the Earth tells us the story. There have been times that the Earth was one-dimensional two-dimensional, three-dimensional, four, five, six. I mean, the earth has been all over the place. There were dinosaurs. There's been so many different vibrations on planet earth. 
The crust tells a story. There are ancient civilizations coming forward that have been being hidden. I mean, how the eye of the Sahara, the Rakat structure, is not a wonder of the world, is how everybody doesn't know that's Atlantis, is mind-blowing to me. It's surrounded by the Atlas Mountains. I mean, even look at the history of Morocco. It's unbelievable. That is the one of the biggest salt-producing parts of the world is from the Sahara Desert. The salt. It was all ocean. The Rakat structure, the Eye of the Sahara, it fits Plato's description down to the centimeter, actually. But here's the thing. The Eye of the Sahara, that might be the headquarters of Atlantis. That might be what Plato was talking about, Atlantis. But there are so many other Atlantean civilizations. That was one of many. That just, that's the one that many of us meditate on. We dream about it because we were here for that. And so for me, I'm diving back into Atlantis, Lemuria, Mesopotamia, those civilizations, because they hold a high vibration, because we were a different vibration. We were in a different part of the universe. And then, yes, something happened with Atlantis. And if you look, whatever happened with Atlantis, it created almost like a volcano effect from the center And then it flooded it, but then all of the water washed away and left the Sahara Desert and the Eye of Atlantis. The Eye of the Sahara. (laughs) I call it the Eye of Atlantis. The Eye of the Sahara, right? And so all that, so so a lot of people think that Atlantis is underwater. It's not. It's right there for all of us to see. It all, right? Well, when that happened, the same thing happened on the other side of the earth. It was an access thing. So I believe somebody was messing with technology, kind of like CERN, like colliders, trying to create a different kind of technology. And it was, it was not a good thing. And it threw us into a lower vibrational part of the universe. So something happened in Atlantis that caused what happened in Atlantis, but it also happened on the other side of Earth. You can, there's history of this. You can go back and research. It was an access kind of thing. So at the same time that that happened with Atlantis, the other side of the Earth also experienced that. And I believe it sent us into the lower vibrational part of the universe. And that's where we were the past 10,000 years. And so I believe in the year 2000, when everything really rapidly started changing and technology was coming forward, is when we started moving into this higher vibrational part of the universe. And then in 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, that's kind of that that spot on the calendar to say we're in the different part of the universe. But it took, I believe, until 2022 to embody this part of the universe. So I think it was like a 22-year transit from the year 2000 to the year 2022 of our entire galaxy to move into this different location of the universe. And so for me, when I look back at Reiki and religion and even when it comes to Egypt, That's been in the past 10,000 years on earth. That's a lower vibrational time of control and heaviness. But again, if you go back further 
it's a higher vibrational time. So I believe that the story of Eden and Adam and Eve and all the religion is only known from the past 10,000 years on earth. So I don't think the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and I know this is hard for many of you, but Jesus and Adam and Eve, you know, all of that, that is just a story recent to the past 10,000 years. Before that, that wasn't known. I do believe that Jesus came because of this. He came to bring enlightenment. He came to bring the truth. And when you go back to the original Aramaic of Jesus, it is, it is so beautiful. It talks about how the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is your higher self. It talks about reincarnation, that you are this lightning. It talks about illumination, talks about enlightenment. The idea of a church is was supposed to be the people. The people is a church. This idea of a church being a building is a brand new concept. I would say churches being buildings are just the past hundred years. Jesus, I mean, churches were never buildings. Churches were the people. So when you go back and you allow yourself to feel for the vibration and the storylines and the timelines, you can feel for things a little bit different. And so for me, I bring in this vibration of seeing it all. I do see it all. I see the timelines. I see the dimensions and I bridge that and I hold a higher light so you can see it too. This is how I can guide. And I'm an open channel, meaning I'm always tuned in to my psychic abilities. So it's very easy for me to remote view, to astral travel, astral project myself with my eyes open. I have holographic vision. And I know many other people do as well, not just myself, Tesla, Joe McMonacle, and Targ. <laughs> so Targ was one of the first remote viewers. He was born in 1934. And Targ, T-A-R-G, was one of my favorite guys to just say, go research about Targ with remote viewing. And I'm really excited to tell you that Joe McMonacle he was born in 1946, and yes, I did their numbers, and oh my goodness, it's amazing, and their numbers vibrate with my numbers, and it makes it, it makes it very easy. When I just look at their birthdays and my birthday, I see how we are similar, <laughs> and it's amazing, and so I want to share about this, and of course, there'll be a half cast over on Patreon. I'm going to record it as soon as I get off of this podcast, because I want to go deeper into really feeling for your psychic abilities and really being able to feel through your star chart and your life path number so it can show you who you are and that you came well-equipped to this planet Earth experience with, with this knowing. I mean, you're life path, your star chart, that's at birth. That's when you manifest yourself. And so for me personally, I'm on a mission here on planet earth. I bring knowledge and understanding that's not from the past 10,000 years. 
And so I knew in 2012, I was going to be assisting people with awakening and their inner knowing, their knowledge, their self-knowing. Self-knowing is self-mastery. I'm not into gurus. I'm not into being a teacher. (laughs) I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I'm clearly just a guide. I assist people. I'm a coach. It's about you. It's not about me. And I'm unique that as an open channel and being able to do personal quantum energy readings, I don't ever read or channel through my personal experience. Ever. And most people that are reading and channeling, they're number one reading your fear because it's the easiest thing to read. And number two, most people channel through their own experience and then put it onto you. And so for me, because I tune in to me as being the gateway and you being the gateway, I tune into my higher self, who's your, and tune into your higher self, and it's higher self to higher self through the quantum energy. So it's literally like I'm tuning in and tapping into my pineal gland. You're tuning in and tapping into your pineal gland. And I'm guiding you into this theta brainwave state of mind. And we can have an open communication with your higher self. And so when I open as a channel and I do readings, I know the information that's coming for me and what's for the other person. I'm incredibly experienced, incredibly experienced, but I also know where it's all coming from. I can see, hear, touch, taste, feel it all, all of it. I can. Now, Again, some of us looking at our star chart, looking at our life path numbers, looking at the energy when we were manifesting, when we were born on planet Earth, we do bring in the energy and vibration of being very tuned into psychic abilities. For me, though, it's part of my story because I'm here on a mission. I'm here to assist with this time of ascension. I really, I came here in the 70s. As a Gen Xer to be part of the change, Gen Xers help change the planet. I mean, Gen Xers, we are the change. We came to be the change we wanted to see in the world. And so Gen Xers have very much been the change in this world. And I came as a Gen Xer to be that change, but to also have the life experience so I could be the wise one that I am now. So I needed to live out a lifetime of knowing and of awakening and shifting and then really spending over a decade. I spent over a decade learning about meditation and hypnosis. I spent seven years with top doctors healing myself from head to toe. I worked with top upper cervical chiropractors, Atlas C1 adjustments. I not only journeyed into meditation and hypnosis, but I journeyed into the nervous system and brain balance on a medical level, on a biological level. I spent years, years diving deep into what quantum energy, quantum physics, quantum mechanics I needed to know for myself. 
And I'm somebody that walked out of the church. I followed Jesus out of religion, out of the church. I spent five years in meditation just with Jesus alone, every day meditating with Jesus. So he could show me my truth. So he could help me with the timeline. And so I have invested my whole entire life to my mission and to my knowing. And now I have the knowledge. I have the knowing. I have the experience. I have the muscle (laughs) to be able to do and assist with what I do and assist with now. Because I've been there. I've done it. But here's what I'm going to say. I spent years, decades with myself, my knowing, going there, finding out for myself. And I also spent over a decade healing myself. I invested in myself and that's what it requires. So do I know? Can I see? Yes. And I could very easily come on and do what a lot of other people do clickbait videos, clickbait podcast to say this star seed is this, that that star seed is this, this life path number, this zodiac, this blah, blah, blah. But it's not that. Everybody has their own unique story because we're all creation energy. No, I don't think anybody's star chart could ever be the same, just like your fingerprint. Nobody's star chart can be the same. Now, if you're a twin, right? If you're a twin, I can see how it could be similar, but you're probably not even born at the same time as a a twin or a triplet, right? Like you're at least going to be born a minute apart, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that. And some people have the exact same. And maybe that's a different conversation. Or maybe you're here with them on a mission. (laughs) Some of us are on mission. Some of us are not on a mission. And some people are in a karmic wheel, a karmic pattern. That is very true. And that's the one thing I haven't talked about. Because I'm not here on a karmic will, on a karmic pattern. And here's the thing. Some people are here because they are back again learning lessons. That does happen. And that's a whole nother podcast. Most people that are attracted to me are not on this karmic wheel. I would go as far to say that I think most politicians are on a karmic wheel. There are a lot of people that are here learning lessons, getting it right. There's a lot of us here that are not on a karmic wheel. We're not redoing. We're not learning in that way. There's many of us that came just to live out a life experience on earth and experience earth. And there's some of us that are on mission. I mean, it's interesting because I know of many star seeds. You have a star origin, but you're not here on a mission. You're just here to to be here. You're here to hold your vibration. You're just here for an experience. And so we're all going to have a different story a different life path, a different purpose. And when you don't try to fit into somebody else's, right, or buy into like a cult mentality or this one size fits all, 
then you can be open to what your personal story is and how it's different and unique. I mean, there's many of us that were here during Atlantis and Lemuria, but what we experienced was different. I mean, think about planet Earth when Jesus was here compared to now, right? I mean, my goodness, those of us that think back to the 80s, life was so different in the 80s than it is now. I mean, things change very quickly here on planet Earth. And so we could have so many different past life perspectives. Some of us have not been back the past 10,000 years. Some of us have. Some of us haven't been back since Atlantis, Lemuria, Mesopotamia. Some of us have never been here at all. There's so many different storylines. I could talk about the Akashic Records as well. I've been there. And what I received when I went there was a little shocking. It's most people don't talk about it. I've never heard anybody talk about it. <laughs> I heard there's nothing for you here. I mean, you could be here if you want. You're welcome, but there's nothing for you here. And I asked why, and it told me more. Other people will talk about how everybody's in the Akashic Records. <laughs> so, again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not cult mentality. And this idea of occult, the hidden stuff, it's over. No more hiding. Everything's coming to the surface. Everything's coming forward. So when we talk about our star charts, when we talk about zodiacs, you're more than your sun sign. You're your sun, your moon. And I believe your north node is that, that north star guiding you to your infinite potential. Whereas the south node is your past, your past life where you've been. So there's guidance and direction there for you. But it's so you can move forward and ascend and rise up, not to stay on the same life path number, not to stay the same vibration. And so I think it's interesting because different parts of your star chart, your birth chart will come forward when you're ready. I mean, a lot of people just think they're their sun sign. And then you look at somebody else that matches your sun. You're like, they're nothing like me. <laughs> and again, then there's this aspect to you're aware of who you are. And you're unaware. So for example, a Sagittarius son that's unaware of who they are, they're highly self-destructive and they burn other people down. An Aries son that is unaware of who they are is the overachiever that literally burns themselves and everybody and just leaves destruction. But a Sagittarius and an Aries that know who they are are warming and illuminating and knowing I mean, Sagittarius and Aries, fire energy, that's Oracle. I also want to say that if you're a Sagittarius sun, if you're a Sagittarius north node, you could most likely be here on mission. There's Sagittarius as the black hole in the middle of our galaxy. There's a Sagittarius arm throughout the, the galaxy as well. And Sagittarius is 12, the 12th month completion. Sagittarius came here to complete some task and some mission. So Sagittarius is a whole nother energy. 
But that really applies to the sun and the north node of Sagittarius, not so much the moon of Sagittarius. So when I bring in information and I channel information, I'm bringing in a higher dimensional, a higher vibrational knowing of zodiacs, star charts, life path. And I know that our life path number that we're born with, we're ascending while we're here. We didn't come here to be born as life path number five and stay the five the whole time. We came here to ascend, to become the master of earth, the self-master of ourself. It's self-mastery. And so I have a different take and perspective on life path numbers, star charts, because I know we we are ascending and rising up. We didn't come here to be the same. There's evolution and momentum. And it's not evolution versus creation. It's not Darwinism. It's not that. It's creation energy is evolution. It's a becoming. Creation energy is growing, becoming, evolving. So everything is this golden ratio, the spiral, the Fibonacci, the nine, the fractal infinity. There's a spiral. And we're always spiraling. We're always becoming because we're always the being of light. We never stop being the being of light that we are. We just manifest at different times and physical realities. So I believe... That we are all our spirit selves, that we return to ourselves, our highest light, and that this idea of heaven is right here on earth. It's just a spirit realm on earth. So your loved ones in heaven are right here on earth with you. They're, they're light beings, their light body, the wholeness and completedness of who they are. And so heaven and hell right here on earth because it's the planetary body. So when we talk about heaven, hell, when we talk about karmic patterns and cycles, it's all the planetary body. So each planet is going to have their own karmic cycles. Each planet's going to have their own heaven and hell. But then I also believe the galaxy kind of has that as well. So there's off-planet life. There's multi-dimensional life. And so I do believe our galaxy with off-planet, there are some star seeds, some star origin that are off-planet. Some are multi-dimensional. Some are time. And then I do believe that many people will feel Atlantis, Mesopotamia, and Lemuria similar to being a starseed. So not everybody has had multiple past lives in the past 10,000 years of Earth. Some have. And I believe life path numbers 11 have had past lives, recent past lives, and they mastered that and they chose to come back. And so I'm really tuning in to timelines as we're moving forward and life path numbers and zodiacs. And the way I perceive and receive it is very different than what you're going to see, like numerology, the life path numbers online. 
I don't line up with that. You know, it's funny because I thought I was life path number one for a long time. I thought I was a one. Well, you know what's funny? Nobody's life path equals one. Nobody. Nobody's birthday equals one. Nobody. Like we have too many numbers in our in our birth date for it to equal one. Nobody is a one. It's a 10. It's not a one. The zero is something. Is the one something? It is, but it's not a life path. And so I believe it's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, 66, 77, 88, 99. I feel for life path numbers in a different way. Now, some of how I feel about life path numbers, you know, 2 through 11, 22 and 33 can be similar with what people are saying. But I bring in a different vibration of that, a different understanding of that. And as I do live streams and I create the YouTube videos about it and even over on TikTok and the YouTube shorts, People are resonating about how I talk about life path numbers and the zodiacs and the star charts because they are ascending. They are rising up. They are evolving. They are growing. You're not staying in the same place. But the other thing that I'm able to do is weave it all together to see this bigger picture. And that's because I can see the matrix, the one zeros and the 11 of everything. I can see the big picture, but then I can see the individual story as well. And the reason why I can do all this is because I've I've fine-tuned my abilities. I've practiced. I've grown the muscles. I've spent the time. I have invested in this. And you can too. You absolutely can too. And you have to start by delivering yourself messages. You have to start by doing these things for yourself. And it all starts with a meditative state of mind. And this is why I guide everybody into themselves and into the gateway of who they are through the meditations. I have meditations everywhere because that is opening the gateway through your breath. So it's interesting when you talk about cults, there have been so many cult groups that have spun out of, I mean, we know religion, right? And we know there's family cult groups especially when it comes to like plural marriages, right? And a lot of that is religious in nature as well. But there have been so many cult groups that have spun out of yoga. I mean, like Kundalini. (laughs) And again, this is why when it comes to chakra talk and all that, it does spin, spin back to Hindu religion and religious tones and agendas and indoctrination. And so this idea of kundalini, is there an uncoiling from within? For some people, there is an uncoiling. And there can be a sexual uncoiling. There can be an uncoiling from your root where where your sit bone sits on the earth. There can be that. But the amount of cult groups that have spun out of kundalini and out of yoga, like breathing, is incredible. And the reason is, is because your breath is powerful. And what happens is 
you get, you get a con artist, <laughs> you get somebody that's claiming to be a teacher or a guru and they guide you into your breath and you open the gateway of who you are, you're going to think that guru, that teacher just, <gasps> they just activated me. They just did this for me. It's them. And then they prey on you for that. And the thing is, is that your breath is that powerful. Your breath is that powerful that there have been con artists and people, fake gurus over decades, preying on people just through their breath or through this idea of kundalini. Because your breath is that powerful. Uncoiling within you and tuning into your body is that powerful. But it's not them. It's not even me as the meditative guide. I mean, do I have an energy, a high vibration? Do I have the ability to guide you and to tap in? Absolutely, I do. I hold a higher vibration. But it's because I have tuned into this for so long. And I'm not the only one. And it's about tuning into your knowing. It's about tuning into creation energy, life force energy that we all stream from. And what that's, what that is for you, not for me. And I know if you could just breathe into your body, in your nose, out your mouth, you're going to calm the parasympathetic part of your nervous system. You're going to calm yourself. You're going to reach the theta state of mind, the theta brainwave state of mind, you're going to calm yourself and you're going to start receiving from your higher self. And it's going to be life shifting and life changing and beautiful. But it's not me. Maybe I'm assisting you and guiding you, but it's not me. It's you. That's how powerful your breath is. And so what I see is when I did a study on cults, cult groups, cult mentality, whatever it is, it's people that prey on the power of the human body that prey. I mean, even with the religious, right? Like even the the plural marriage, the polygamy aspect of cults, because there's a lot of cult groups around polygamy. Right? And they pray. Pray. On these people, mainly the women, but still the men, right? And make it spiritual. And make it eternal. And what they do is they prey on people. And so your breath is powerful. Your connection with your spiritual self, the spirit you, right, is everything that is who you are. And so these con artists, these people, they pray. So I've had people ask me, or is all religion a cult? Well, I can only answer that for myself. <laughs> and I'm not going to judge anybody or anything. I just know for myself. You're going to have to answer that for yourself. And really, it doesn't matter for me. I know, I know that I have free will and I choose freedom for myself. And that means the me, myself, and I, the individual. That means I have to have my own self-knowing. So what I find fascinating is that Joe McMonagall is 
over on the Sean Ryan show. It's a podcast. Sean Ryan is a big time podcaster. I could only hope to be where he is one day. (sighs) The Sean Ryan show. I don't watch every podcast. I don't listen to every podcast. Of course, just the ones that resonate with me. Same goes for the Joe Rogan show, right? Um, but I do love those podcasts. And so Sean Ryan is on all of the podcast platforms and also on YouTube. And I want to highly recommend it's a six hour podcast. I know it's six hours. I do not have six hours. So what I've been doing is my husband and I actually have been listening to this one together. We're podcast junkies though. So we listen in the car. We listen while we're making food. Um, sometimes we'll, um, chill and watch it on TV. So what we did was we started the six hour podcast. We watched some of it on YouTube. We listened to some of it on Spotify. So I just want to welcome you to the Sean Ryan podcast, wherever you watch podcasts or on YouTube to the Joe McMonical episode, again, six hours. And you're, you're going to thank me for this one. You're going to thank me. So I want to just tell you a brief little bit, and then I'm going to hop off this podcast and I'm going to head over to Patreon for the half cast. And we're going to dive deep into more of the star chart life path number conversation. And we're going to talk a little bit more of the psychic abilities. And then in the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about psychic abilities before we move on to some other things, because you guys have really been wanting to know more of how I perceive and receive and psychic abilities in general. And also, awakening to who you are, remembering who you are. And the psychic abilities are key to everything. So we're going to do one more podcast on psychic abilities, but this half cast I'm about to record is going to go really deep. Um, You guys want to know, and I'm willing to go there. So let's keep going with this. And then Mike is going to join me and we're going to talk about the Mandela effect And how that comes into play with psychic abilities and timelines. And then you guys also want to know more about remote viewing. And how you can tune into things like the Miami Mall. So keep sending me messages. Interact with me over on X at Lucid Life Fives. Because you guys are making a big difference in what I'm bringing bringing to you in these podcasts. And this podcast is 100% a response to hearing from you guys. (laughs) I am kind of going through a checklist right now of covering as much as I can and as many of your questions in this one podcast. So on the Sean Ryan, Joe McMonagle interview, It is six hours and it is worth it. And you can listen to it in sections. He is the first remote viewer on record for the United States of America. I know he's not the first one, but on record he is. So he is 001 remote viewer and he started in the army, the United States army. And so he was the first remote viewer on paper, (laughs) but I know that we had a psychic department 
in the United States military back from World War II. So I believe the secret space program and the psychic department all stemmed back in, in America from World War II. But Joe McMonagle was the first one on paper as 001 remote viewer for the United States Army. And he was born in 1946. He was born on January 11th, 1946. So that is 111, 1946. If you can take 19, that equals 10. 46 equals 10. So he's got 111, 10, 10. It's pretty amazing. He's life path number five, which is the adventurer, the traveler. So astral traveler, astral projection, remote viewer. <laughs> he is the traveler of the psychic abilities. I am also a traveler of the psychic abilities. And I was born on the fifth day of the month. I was also born five minutes into the day. So my birthday is 12-5 and I was born at 12.05 on 12-5. So the five, the adventurer, the traveler is in my numbers as well. So that ability to easily travel and navigate, not just on planet Earth, you can see that in his numbers and in my numbers as well. I also am life path number 10. I was born the 10. I became an 11 in the year 2000. Being life path number 10 is most innate and natural to me, and that's being able to tune into infinite potential, the one and zero of the matrix. And so the fact that he's got the 10s and the 11s just like me is pretty wow. <laughs> and so in the podcast, he says so many things that I say. It is wow. And there's one point in the podcast, he talks about these bubbles, and I'm going to be talking about this in the next podcast, but let's just briefly touch on it here as I finish up. He talks about how we all are in these bubbles, right? Your, your little bubble that you're in where you are right now, your awareness, what you're experiencing, your little life experience bubble, right? And it is little because it's just where you are. And then when you interact with me here in the podcast, our bubbles kind of come in together, Right. Then you interact with somebody else in person. Now your bubble has come together with them. And so he likes to talk about that being on planet Earth, we're in this big room of all these bubbles. <laughs> and we're all experiencing our own little bubble. And in our bubble is how we perceive and receive and what we know. And it's impossible to fully know what's in somebody else's bubble. Because you haven't perceived and received. And there's so many layers. There's mental, emotional, physical. There's past, present, future. There's mind, body, spirit. There's so much going on. And so not every bubble is going to come together. Not every bubble, right, is going to be understood. And what goes on when those bubbles come together is going to be different. I can't have the same conversation with everybody. And a lot of conversations are one-on-one -on -one conversations to have, right? Like when I do a personal video call and I'm doing a past life reading for an individual or for their family or, or whatever it is, it's going to be a different conversation because that's personal to their experience. And it's also personal based on what they're prepared for, what they're ready for. 
And so the conversations are going to be different based on your ability to understand, right? How you perceive or receive. And so I can say something on repeat and it might not sink in until you're ready. <laughs> right? I mean, I think there's a statistic we have to hear something 7.5 times for it to sink in. But here's the thing. When you hear something that really gets your attention, it's like snap of the finger. Woo! Right? Like, whoa, it's got your attention. That's pretty amazing. Because most of the time it takes repeating. So if something grabs your attention, it's got your attention. You should give it your attention. So your intuition is your inner navigational system. It's your higher self. It's yourself guiding you. It's for you. There is empathic ability in that. So you know when you interact with people if it's for you or not. You're going to be able to feel other people. Now, some people are way more tuned in to that empathicness than others. Some people have to tune in more. Some people have to tune out. For example, people that are a Taurus sun energy have to tune a little bit more empathically to pick up from people. Whereas people that are Sagittarius or Pisces sun are way tuned in and picking up empathically. We're all empathic. Some are more tuned in, some are more tuned out. Some people don't focus on themselves at all. They only focus on other people. Some people only focus on themselves and not others. That's a thing as well. There's a lot of people that use the idea of being empathic as a crutch, as a victim. Oh, I'm an empath. I feel everything other people. That's not what that's for. That's a lower vibrational shame, blame, guilt to your intuition. That's perceiving it through a victim mentality. And also choosing to not tune into other people, tune into yourself. A lot of people don't tune into themselves because they don't like themselves. They don't like what's going on for them with themselves, so they tune into other people. I've known so many people that do that. And then they act like a victim to it. Oh, I can't help but that I can't help but feel other people. I can't help. It's because you won't even look at yourself. You only focus on other people. Again, where's your focus? So the psychic abilities, that is telepathy. Most people receive telepathy. They doubt it. But when you sense the smell, right, the aroma, when grandma shows up or grandpa or mom and dad through an aroma from heaven, you go, oh, but they had been telepathically talking to you, but you didn't, you didn't trust that you don't believe that but when you smelled them you then believe that so telepathy right all the clairs how you receive hearing it seeing it feeling it touching it like all of it then there's more empathic abilities with the psychic there's mental emotional and physical empathic you can pick it up mentally emotionally and physically some people pick up all three some only one over the other. And again, some people don't want to tune into themselves at all. They're only tuned into other people. And so they will just be so tuned into everybody else's vibration. 
A lot of times people will only tune into other people's fear, other people's sickness, other people's negativity. They're only tuned into the negative unwanted vibrations. You can shift that. If you're somebody that's empathically tuning into the unwanted, shift higher and start tuning into the higher vibrations from other people. If you're tuning in to unwanted from other people, you can easily light up their light body. Imagine their highest light, the brightest star you've ever seen above their head and send the light from head to toe and light them up. There's so many things that you can do to shift your awareness and shift what you're tuning into. But here's here's what it is. You have to choose it. And those of you that go listen to Joe McMonagle's podcast, I think it would be beneficial because your ego and subconscious are going to hear from somebody just like me who's older than me. He was born in the 40s. I was born in the 70s. Everything he shares in that podcast, I absolutely agree with. I have experienced my version of that in my life. And he's born in the 40s. He served in Vietnam. And then Targ, T-A-R-G, he was born in 1934, older than um, McMonagle. And Targ's birthday is April 11th, 1934. And guess what? He's a life path number five, just like Joel McMonagle, the traveler. And here's the thing. The reason why they came in as life path number five is they were born in the 30s and the 40s. They were going to have to be adventurers and travelers because that stuff was unheard of. And so when I came in, I have the five in my birthday, but I was born the 10, the infinite potential. So I could see the one and zeros of the matrix. So I can do what they can do, but I can also see the past, present and future. I can see it all because I'm here for the ascension of it. And these guys, they didn't come here maybe for this. I mean, maybe they did, but they came here way before. So these guys laid the groundwork to make psychic abilities common. And so what I love about Targ and and McMonagle is that when they talk about psychic abilities, it's common. It's part of being human. They're not chosen, they're not special, but they're going to tell you the same thing I'm going to. This has taken decades. This has taken a lifetime for all of us. I'm all in. I have been fully committed to my psychic abilities and my intuition forever. Even the moments that I would turn it off or tune it out for a little bit, that seemed like I was saying no to who I was. It seemed like I was just giving up on my life because I'm here on a mission and I was passionate. So if I wasn't feeding my intuition and psychic abilities, it felt like I was dying. I wasn't living. I believe that all human bodies are a powerful gateway. I believe all humans are beings of light that we are infinite, and that we have lived so many lifetimes, all of us. 
that we've lived on Earth, off of Earth. <laughs> I mean, this universe, there's no beginning or end. There's no alpha or omega. It's eight. It's nine. It's infinite. It's a spiral. We're always growing, evolving. But all of us have different stories and a different storyline and why we're on Earth right now. It's not a one-size-fits-all. And you can trust yourself because you're the gateway. You can just simply breathe in your nose and out your mouth and just start tuning in and tapping in. But you have to let go of the things that limit you. You have to treat your human body as the superhuman you are, feeding yourself, fueling yourself. So if you want to be superhuman, and if you want to know your storyline, and you want to tap into all the psychic abilities in your intuition, start right now. You can start by breathing. You can start by believing in yourself. And you can start feeding and fueling your human body, the mental, emotional, and physical, caring for yourself, loving yourself. And building all of the muscles, your pineal gland is real. It's a real organ. And when you research it and you read, oh, it's one of the most unknown organs of the body, that's not true. It's very known. So your pineal gland, you being the gateway, intuition, psychic abilities, that has been hidden from humanity, but it's not hidden anymore. And you have everything you need right now to tap into that and to open to the gateway that you are. It might require a life, a lifestyle. You might have to shift your life and shift it into the life that you want. So you can open, soften, and allow to being superhuman. Because the time is now. We're here. We have arrived. The hardship, the struggle, the heavy density, it's over if you will allow it to be. Yeah, some of it's still playing out. But there's still people in a karmic cycle. There's still people on the karmic wheel. There's people learning lessons. And a lot of the heaviness is going to fall away. But for many, it's time to shine. Whether it's just shining for yourself, it's time to shine. If I hadn't shined for myself those decades ago, if I hadn't committed my entire lifetime to my mission and to knowing who I am and tapping in, I couldn't do this for me and others. And you can start now. Everything's easier. Everything's faster now. And you're only limited by what you believe. So I want to invite you to believe in yourself. And I'm going to see you on Patreon at the Half Cast.